Well, it got pretty good meat, honestly, I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> it was a pretty good deal. A four ninety nine brisket. Come on. <laughs> you know? I felt bad for him. He said he had to sell so much today, and it was about over and he hadn't made yeah. it. <laughs> they always say that, Dad. <laughs> that was amazing. That's how they get you. What is up, everybody? You have just tuned into the Tether Radio Podcast, the only podcast keeping you from spiraling out into the infinite abyss. I'm your host, Daniel, and I am joined this week by only one of the co-hosts. I'll give you guys I'll give you guys one guess. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's Allie! But uh, unforeseen circumstances came up for Larry. It was actually not really Larry's fault. So He's with us um, in spirit. There you go. There you go. I'm, wow, uh, that sounds like he's dead. He's fine. <laughs> he's he's totally fine. fine. <laughs> he's uh he, I'm I'm pouring one out for him because Good. we're we're uh we're recording this one on Saturday at uh, about 11:30 and I'm cracking a beer at yeah. Saturday uh 11:30 so I don't have a problem. So. I I <laughs> have slept like garbage all week like i've barely slept mm-hmm. i'll just be wide awake till like three and I, for what for what yeah so <laughs> friday i was like okay saturday i don't have anything i have to do i'm just gonna sleep as long as i want and then i was like ah shit <laughs> no dude <laughs> I I know. no i literally I, so i actually kind of like moving it around occasionally I do too. it changes it just up. to yeah just because it's like random shit happens on thursday nights yeah and random shit happens on Saturdays and stuff, and it's yeah. like I don't know. It's kind of nice to flip flop those two, or yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, one of those days. So. Yeah. But um, well, how, how's your week been? It was good, other than yeah. the not fucking sleeping, which yeah. I don't know what that's about, but I'm mad. Oh, dude, I'm like I've I've slept really shitty. I feel like God. for a hot minute, and I'm not sure why. It's I mean I'm like I haven't changed anything. Yeah, you know, I'm, so. <sighs> I went to um, Franklin for a work thing and got back last night. And so I stayed at a hotel like, you know, Cool Springs Mall. Yeah. yeah. I was basically almost touching the mall. My hotel was right there. Gotcha. There's so much shit there now. That's over near like Franklin. Right? Yeah, it's Franklin. Or Franklin. Yeah. Okay. And I there's so much stuff around that area. Yeah. So I like I got checked in at the hotel and I like stretched out for a little bit. And yeah. I was like, what do I want to eat? I'll look up. Where's a good burger near me? Yeah. And there's a bunch. And yeah. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, well, maybe I want tacos. So then I look up taco place reviews. And like, and then I'm like, well, Nashville hot chicken, because when in Rome. <laughs> so then I look up that and I'm like, I'm overwhelmed. There's too many good options. Like, oh my God. That's and what they a great were all, problem. Oh, the best. <laughs> so I went to this burger place yeah. and got a Hawaiian burger. Ooh. It had Benton's bacon on it. Oh, it had God. a big old chunk of pineapple. Mm. It had some really good barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like maybe caramelized onions or something. Yeah. It was so good. <laughs> Dang, dude, that sounds awesome. It was so good. They had a really good menu. They had a... Uh, Who was it? It's called Burger Up. Burger Up, huh? Um, What's their like theme? Burgers. Like, well, I mean, just like... A like whole bunch of different up. ones. Just, okay, yeah. gotcha. They had like it sounded a like it might burger. be like arcade or something. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, just, just a... An, like basic restaurant gotcha. like nothing fancy or anything but gotcha. it's good that's awesome man yeah. burger up in cool springs here <laughs> i come man um i mean i was trying to think like there's not a lot of notable shit that happened this week yeah it's kind of yeah. uh i don't know 
allergies have been destroying us. Uh, but we got some rain, so I, it's supposed to get a little bit better, even though I got an allergy or whatever pollen alert this morning, and I'm like, Shit. damn it. So, Did you see that I, alert the other day about fire weather? Yeah, the red flag shit. I don't know that I've ever seen that. So uh, it's when it's really dry and yeah. windy, right? Okay. So, uh, but but yeah, I I don't you don't see it often. Yeah, I feel like I saw it up in the Smokies or something, but I think they've gotten kind of like more. Uh, what is the term? Um, my gosh, they just like trying to be like proactive about like okay because yeah. I mean they've had so many fires up there yeah or like Gatlinburg ish area kind of yeah. thing but anyway so yeah no no notable shit for me um but uh, yeah so I guess let's go ahead and uh, get into the meat and potatoes of right. episode two forty nine you got one burning a hole in your pocket or um, nothing in particular if you no. if you've got something um wait I can do this one I okay can do this one. yeah have so. Uh, you know all the Bud Light nonsense on the yes. news right now. Yes. Fuck that noise. <laughs> yes. But in a different beer news, uh. Belgium destroyed a shipment of American beer after taking issue with it being called the champagne of beer. I, Did you see that? I saw, I saw the headline. Okay. Did not read into it. Uh, they Belgian Customs crushed the 2,352 cans of Miller High Life beer earlier last week, yeah. reasoning that they were improperly labeled as champagne. Like, Belgium, take a joke. It's the champagne of beers. It's yeah. not, oh my God. Jeez, uh, the, the trade association for the champagne industry complained that the term should only be used on bottles of sparkling wine made using a traditional method in Champagne, France. I, I, I we love, are splitting hairs I at know. this point, but go I, ahead. I love the trope of like, you can only call it that if it's from the that area yeah. of whatever, when it's not about champagne. Like, yeah. I love that. <laughs> um, by convention, true champagne. Oh, I love a pop-up ad in the middle of me reading. Yeah, Thank you so much, nice. Shannon. Just a full-page bullshit. Yes. Love that. Okay. And it's one of those searches for the X <gasps> to, yes. like, get rid of it because they, like, they change the background color so you don't by, just like, click one it. hue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by convention, true champagne can only be made using Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot Moinier grapes. I don't know that there word. You Do you know that word? Mm-hmm. Not at all. High Life was launched in 1903. Um, according to its website, it's began, it began to use the slogan, the champagne of bottle beer, three years later, and then shorten it to the champagne of beers in 1969. I love it. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Did you see those bottles they released a few Christmases ago that looked like a champagne bottle, but it was Oh, no. Really? So funny. That's awesome. And it's High Life, so it was like, for that big of a bottle, it was still like seven bucks or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, like it was a legit champagne. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Got, I thought they made like smaller no, ones. No, like oh, a size that's of a champagne. Yeah. Dude. Uh, on April 17th, the cans were destroyed with the greatest respect for environmental concerns by ensuring that the entire batch, content, and container is recycled in an eco-responsible way. Shut up. I'm sorry, Shut but like, up. can you virtue signal any stronger? <laughs> like, what? Uh, each year we carry out thousands of checks on designations of control origin, said the general administrator, who's, I'm not going to try to pronounce that name, yeah. of the Belgian General Administration for Customs and Excise. If Jeez. a counterfeit is proven, as is the case here, we also consult each other on the decision to destroy these goods and on the way in which they can have them destroyed. 
Just throw a party, man. Uh, dude, uh, that's my thing. Is it's like <laughs> give it to uh, a frat. So, yes, yeah, send them to uh, send us uh, tetherradio at gmail.com. We can give you a shipping. Uh, yeah, hell, we'll, we'll set up a PO box if we'll, we need to. Yeah, I mean, we'll take your twenty three hundred and fifty two uh, yeah. cans of the champagne of beer. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. I don't know. I, do you like Miller High Life? It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. That's the most appropriate response. I was gonna for say, like, no one's excited about high life, right? <laughs> every time, uh, every time high life gets brought up, my dad talks about getting the pony bottles, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. like eight ounces or something like that. Eight or ten? Okay. Probably eight. Yeah. Probably eight, yeah. But he's like, dude, we'd buy like a case of those and just like put them on ice, sit on the porch and drink them, like kind of thing in the, the summer. And I was like, oh, man, that sounds fun. Mm-hmm. I, I I could definitely get with that. So, but, I want to uh, put a crazy straw in those. <laughs> no, have you ever drank beer through a straw? It immediately foams. Yeah, huh. I used to. I used Especially to paper straws. straws. Ew, I hate paper straws. <laughs> paper straws are the bane of my existence. I hate them so much. <laughs> it's so counterintuitive because if I get a paper straw, I will realize it's paper and immediately throw it away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just don't don't bring me a straw. <laughs> just don't. Yeah. Did uh. Did Starbucks go back to straws? Because they did those lids for a little bit, right? They still had straws, but oh, they, really? they still... So people just put the straws in mm-hmm. those lids? Yeah. <laughs> okay, even but they, better. Um, I think they went to like those eco-conscious straws gotcha. that are like biodegradable or whatever. Like you can feel the difference, but they're not paper. Oh, hmm. that's cool. I might be crazy. I don't know. <laughs> or is it like wax coated or some shit? No, I think it's... It almost feels thinner than a normal straw. I don't know. Hmm. That's weird. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, uh, who Who is this Belgium? Mm-hmm. They need to like let their hair down a little bit, man. <laughs> Stop being so uptight about saying the champagne of beers. For real. Like that's just ridiculous. Belgium, so. let people enjoy things. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, I wanted to cover one in regards to uh, the ongoing, uh, I, I I'm just going to say slow death of Twitter. Yeah. Because it's, it's really fascinating how uh, how many people relied on Twitter as like a quick uh, announcement service kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and know? You, could, you could go there to find out if like Facebook was down, yeah. or so, especially years ago when Facebook used sure. to have a lot of trouble. Yeah. Like I... That used to be a running thing for a lot of a lot of services. Yeah. So uh, New York City's Transport Authority will no longer post service alerts on Twitter, which this sucks because mm. uh, apparently, uh, according to the, this article, they they have actually used this for a, a hot minute. So um, the NYC uh, commuters will no longer see service alerts and other informative posts from the Metropolitan. Transportation Authority, or the MTA, on Twitter. The agency runs several accounts that provide passengers with useful real-time updates, such as whether a particular route or train has been suspended. But now it has posted a farewell message on the website explaining that Twitter, quote, is no longer reliable for providing the consistent updates writers expect. Um, Which, that's not exactly true. It's more the fact that this, since they've started charging for the uh, API use yeah. for like uh, enterprise use kind of thing, mm-hmm. then they don't have a fifty thousand dollar budget to Who does? You know, throw out a month. Exactly. Yeah. Now I 
they didn't say that they did this, but I feel like, and I could be completely out of line, if somebody like a, uh, a government entity or whatever were to contact Twitter and be like, yo, seriously, for letting us use this as a public service kind of thing, do you think that they would potentially be able to get a discount or something, or do you think he's just like, fuck this, I'm trying to like destroy this thing? Have you seen anything about Musk? Well, no, but <laughs> but I, dude, he's he has flip flopped a mm-hmm. fuck ton on That's stuff. True. You That's know, true. I mean, because it's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm gonna make it the the free, you know, blah blah blah. But if I don't like what you're saying, then I'm not necessarily going to. And then it's uh, like, oh, you're not gonna pay for the blue check mark, and you think it's stupid? Yeah, I'm gonna give you one, yeah. Stephen King. <laughs> Stephen King's like, I don't want this. Yeah. I did not pay for this. I did not verify my phone number. It's. I think he's just. I I don't. I don't think he understands humans. No. Like, I legitimately don't. I think he thinks he can buy his friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't know. I mean, I know that, uh, which maybe they were hoping that this would get some uh, press and then, you know, whatever, Twitter would swoop in and be like, oh, well, since you're using it for the greater good or whatever. Nah. Musk I, does not I'm care not about going the greater to, good. I'm not going to hold my breath. Uh, <laughs> but it's also, it also seems like a potential grab for... Uh, whatever that it's like woe is us kind of thing now i completely i completely agree with not paying this and i think that it really sucks when uh the mass public is uh affected negatively by something as stupid as uh, api access yeah you know because i mean it's not like these guys are out here like training ai kind of shit yeah you know and and going to be able to monetize it elsewhere it's like all, literally, all they're doing is doing uh, uh, providing service updates. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and it's like if they also. I would just like start a separate website with just like a running log, like just a bulleted list of yeah, and maybe like different drop downs for the different like sections or uh, routes or whatever. Sure, the fuck, you know. Yeah, yeah, and that makes sense. Um, and speaking of that, I wanted to ask you. Uh, I was going to cover it, but it was actually a kind of a beast of an article. And yeah. I was like, I don't have time to prep for this yeah. uh, appropriately. Uh, appropriately, But um, have you heard of Blue Sky? Barely. Just yeah. people making fun of it. I oh, don't really? really know anything about it. So uh, it's Dorsey's latest, like, whatever. He's He basically was for trying to... For the listeners, to... I just rolled by it real hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... It was his thing that, like, he's basically... You've heard of Mastodon. Yeah. Uh, It's kind of like a Twitter... uh, A more closely related Twitter thing like Mastodon. Right, So it's like this this decentralized thing that, like, whatever you could... Excuse me. You can set up your own, like, instances and all this stuff so that it's like you're... I guess you can hop between, like, whatever, different groups and stuff or or something along those lines but um but i haven't had time to actually check it out or you know i i know that it's a invite only at this point and so when stuff's invite only i get obsessed i'm like i will get on this (laughs) yeah oh dude i guarantee you could find somebody oh of course especially these days like i remember getting like a gmail invite before that and i was like I have Google's email. <laughs> yeah, I have Google mail. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I just wanted to mention this cause I just feel like this is going to be the, I think it's going to blow up. Uh, I, I think that there's going to be enough of like pushback with this API paywall shit yeah. that it's like, 
people people are are not using it to make money, but they are using it to whatever make their services better, kind of thing. Yeah. And I feel like there's a big difference between uh, paywalling it for these these um, these AI developers that the only thing that it's doing is getting scraped and then that data is being used, you know, and yeah. not having to pay for it. Yeah. So I I don't know where the middle ground is, but I don't think that we have arrived there yet. Well, I can tell you that much. Musk is just like burning Twitter to the ground. Like it seems like he it, has man. some beef with Substack, so yeah. he said it where specifically you can't embed tweets in Substack newsletters. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, shut the wow. fuck up. The open free internet, it's great, isn't like, it? <laughs> so all I can do is put a link to a tweet. I can't yeah. actually like embed the tweet itself or the picture of the, t- unless I screenshot it, which is just stupid. Yeah. But like, if you let me embed it, then if people liked it, they could click through and then they're on your fucking site. Elon Musk. Yeah. No, dude, I, I, like none of what he's doing makes sense. No. And so that's why I would probably jump and jump to the group of pretty fucking sure he's running into the ground. Yeah. So, yeah. but I also don't know why. What would he gain from that? Other I, than like literally just throwing however, what, $44 billion, $45 billion? I think he's just horny on power. Like really? I think he's just like, look what I can do. Substack's going to fuck me right. over. Fuck him. Yeah. Like Stephen King's going to be a weirdo. Wait, so, so I don't understand how Substack fucked him over. I don't even know. I don't know what his beef is with okay. Substack. Okay, gotcha. I think, I think that was one of the many. You remember when he first was taking over and uh-huh. he was like, Trying to say that you couldn't like link to any other profiles on other social media. Uh-huh. That was one of the things he was like, you can't link to Substack or Instagram or whatever. Uh, okay, got you. Hmm. It's well. like you can't post a whole newsletter on Twitter. Yeah. So, like, what is. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. That guy makes no sense. We can't make sense of it. No, no. And, and that's, dude, that's the thing is I will try for a little bit to try to make sense of something. And yeah. if it's not like. Mm-mm. I'm not going to spend my time, like, you know, ma- trying to make sense of something nonsensical. Yeah. Period. And it totally seems like his actions are just off the fucking charts. So. Yeah. Uh, so that's all I got uh, in regards to that. I know that's kind of a, a dry one. Um, but I uh, have the yeah. cure for your dryness, <laughs> and it is water recipes yes. from TikTok. Yes. Man, what a perfect transition. Dude, you know what? It was like we were made to podcast. <laughs> so have you have you heard anything about this? No, okay. I have not heard anything about Good, this. Good, because... But this water looks so tasty in the thumbnail. <laughs> it looks so flavorful. It's so goofy. Okay, I love TikTok, and I love hating on shit. Yeah. And I end up on, like, water TikTok hate. Like, and I, I'm <laughs> that is, so that here is for so it. specific. It's so niche. <laughs> so, they're calling these water recipes, uh-huh. and then they're putting recipes in quotes because it's fucking water. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. Hey, but you got my attention. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, of course, there's all the, like, apologists for, oh, God. Okay, okay, well, here we go. Okay. The water recipe apologists? <laughs> yeah. Because they're people that are like, no, we'll get into it, we'll get into it. <laughs> so uh, if you spend any amount of time on TikTok, you've almost assuredly been lured by the algorithm into a particularly weird niche of beverage videos in recent days. You've likely seen a woman, probably a thin woman, smiling as she fills her giant Stanley tumbler with crushed ice and purified water. 
Also, a lot of them use bottled water into the, which I'll use if I'm out somewhere and ask for a water refill. And like yeah. all I have is like lukewarm tap water or bottles. Yeah. But like if I'm at home, I use my Brita filter. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that all seems perfectly normal. But then the woman pulls out an arsenal of syrups, powders, and liquid flavor enhancers that transform her boring glass of HTO into birthday cake water or peach ring water. Birthday cake water uh-huh. sounds foul. You should watch some of these. So you know the syrups that they use at like a Starbucks or yeah, somewhere. Where yeah. Talking about a Stanley tumbler about this size. Yeah. Of water. Uh, and then you get a syrup that's like birthday cake. How many pumps do you think? Because it's like six. Dude. It's like six. I was going to say any more than two and I'm done. Like, and yeah. honestly, two would probably be too much. Like so. in my coffee, <laughs> I if I get any pumps of anything, I'll get like two pumps in like a big coffee. Yeah, and like a straight That's up. That's coffee. Yeah. Oh my God. Look, I like strong We always stuff. do half, half like the pumps. Yeah, that, you know, same. Or and even it's like, less. And it's like perfect. Yeah. Or like you said, yeah. even less maybe. God. So, uh, it's, oh God. <laughs> so in this hydration obsessed corner of TikTok. Water. That is foul. It's dude. so gross. Anyway, so. Also, I'm mad at them saying that these are hydration obsessed people. I am hydration obsessed. <laughs> yes. And I'm yes. just drinking Water. Run in the mill water. God. H2 motherfucking O. So, uh, where videos hashtag with hashtag water talk have been viewed more than 84 million times. <laughs> and this article's three weeks old. <laughs> um, creators present a slew of recipes for spicing up their water, that beverage that we all need to survive. <laughs> yes. So, this one lady, Tanya, her handle is taking my life back at 42. Girl, get a shorter handle. <laughs> Since 2022, she's racked up millions of views on videos in which she makes a wide range of low-calorie foods, but her water recipes are especially popular. She has recipes for bubblegum water, banana split water, unicorn cotton candy water, and oh. of course she has an affiliate code where you can purchase syrups to make your own flavored waters. Oh my god! And the whole thing is like it's still like it's sugar free, like it's usually calorie free, I guess. Yeah. So like, okay, yeah. And there's there's d- d- people like, that have had like uh that like sleeve surgery and stuff where uh-huh. like you have to drink a shit ton of water. Sleeve surgery, uh, is the, like I can't ever remember the like the the weight loss thing. Oh, like gastric uh, bypass yeah. kind of stuff. They're, yeah, or, or yeah. something along those lines. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Um. So. <laughs> A lot of the comments dismissively insult that what these water or what these creators are making is actually juice or glorified Kool-Aid or soda, which it's not, it's not soda because it's not carbonated. Not carbonated, yeah. So. <laughs> the recipes for lemon cake water and strawberry starburst water didn't spring fully formed out of the ether. The key thing <laughs> is that most of these water additives, which include sugar-free flavor packets made by brands like Hawaiian Punch and Crystal Light, uh, they're made with artificial sweeteners, so they have fewer, few or zero calories. Uh, bariatric, bariatric surgery. There that's it is. What, yeah. Uh, they're restricted to extremely low calorie diets, and uh, apparently they have to have a whole lot of water every day. Huh. So this is like, well, whatever gets me to drink my water, and I'm like, just grow up, just drink your water. I, I don't. I I've never understood like because literally, I drink basically three things these days. Yeah. 
Water, beer, and liquor. Yeah. Like those three things. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I just don't drink other stuff. Yeah. Like occasionally I had a soda last night. Wild. I a, yeah, I know. I went crazy with it, <laughs> with the fucking diet Coke. Whoa. You know? But, uh, but like, I feel like I just feel better just drinking cold water. Me too. And that's like. I've, I feel like I'm a little high maintenance because I know that I won't drink much water unless it's really cold. Sure. So I always like fill this fucker yeah. up with ice and refill it all day. There you go. But like, I'm not out here putting birthday cake syrup in it. Jesus Christ. That just seems, oh God. So the hotel I stayed at in Franklin, yeah. they had uh lemon infused water in like a fancy decanter thing yeah. in their lobby. Yeah. I felt fancy as hell drinking that. <laughs> Yeah, right. Like, you're like, you might if I fill up a water bottle. I did. And, uh, I did. There twice. you go, man. There you go. <laughs> Probably more than twice, uh-huh. actually. So I don't know. Like, so I, I was just, uh, I was just looking at uh, obviously the the linked stuff in here sure. jumps out at you. Yeah. Uh, loaded tea. One of Megan's friends actually re- or asked Megan if she wanted a loaded tea today. Like, I don't know, but I moused over it and it says it's Herbalife. Uh oh well I don't I don't know if she does Herbalife but I think like there's some kind of like it's like obviously base tea but then they start sprucing it up with whatever okay there's stuff. other yeah yeah I yeah. think that's yeah what that it is. sounds to be what it is at first I was like are you trying to get my like wife sauced at ten thirty like say, you tell me do you want a loaded tea I'm <laughs> picturing you. a twisted tea thank like, you um, I was like damn dude I'm not looking to get wasted before noon talk about Come Long on. Island iced tea <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, anybody that likes funny. that likes Long Island iced teas, I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, have you ever drank anything else? Well, I mean, dude, it's literally just a mixture of liquors. It's just a suicide. Yeah, it's a su- <laughs> it's, it's a an adult suicide. Of an adult suicide. Oh god, I can't call it that. Oh nope, yeah. nope. I wonder if they've renamed a suicide about like a drink. Surely oh, there's a new word for there's that. Gotta now. be, yeah. Huh. <laughs> Everything but the sink. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't fucking know. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I just. That's hilarious. So then there's all this beef back and forth between the water hate, like people. Yeah. And then the originals being like, if you don't like it, just leave people alone. And they're like, just drink water. Dude, I feel like this is the, what the Jets and the Sharks. I live like, for it. You know, it's just like so this, this like, snapping, like looking at each other, being like, we drink our water just normal, <laughs> you know? Take that I birthday just, cake and shove it. I mean, part of me is like, yeah, I like what you like. But then part of me is like, why are you putting birthday cake syrup <laughs> in your water? I just. <laughs> so. I I understand maybe adding like some kind of like light fruit flavor or something like that. I love the know? concept of those little Mio squeeze bottle yeah, things yeah, yeah. that are just like flavor. Like that's mm-hmm. great. And yeah. especially like I see people with them at bars that are just like, I just don't really drink a lot of water. Yeah. But I will if I put if some fruit punch sure. stuff in it. Sure. But that's not, <laughs> that's not this. That is not birthday cake water. God. Like, um, there was actually, uh, I've got a buddy that, you know, the things that they're like straws that they flavor it as they, as it goes. No, but I want that. I can't remember what it's called, but he, uh, he was talking about using them with tequila. Oh God. And he'd do like water and tequila and then use one of those straw things. And he's like, it is awesome. I'd say. Like, 
but uh, oh yeah if you just google like flavored straws there's a ton of different ones gotcha um, but yeah, I was just, uh, that immediately made me think of that, but That's obviously funny. now, now we're getting into mixed drinks. So <laughs> uh, we're out of the water. Game. I just Look, I love a treat. Yeah. I, I, love, <laughs> I love a treat. I love a tasty little beverage. Like, <laughs> yeah, I basically can't take a road trip without a tasty little beverage, you the, know, yeah. uh. but I, I also want my normal ass water beside it. <laughs> Dude, no, I'm with you. There, there's just something about, especially if I have like, if I ate like a big meal or something, yeah. it's like, I just want water. I want water. That's it. Dude, like, my, my biggest thing is I will fill up my water and then like, I'll take a big gulp and I'll be like, that's good. And then I will drink the whole thing in one sitting. I'll be like, guess I should fill it up again before I sit back down on the couch. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with <laughs> Just it, Just stood here and drank 30 ounces of water like a normal person. <laughs> uh, but, but also, I'm, I'm terrible about doing little sips. Mm-hmm. Like, I will literally, I, I keep a 16-ounce water uh, bottle in the fridge yeah. that I just refill. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, like, tank, like, 10, 12 ounces out of it, and then I'll refill it, and I won't drink anything for a half hour. Yeah. And then I'll do that again kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, like, just, the, like, the sipping thing, I can't do it. Oh, like, man. Yeah. I'm not a sipper. I can, <laughs> I can sip all day. That's when why you, I drink so much When you so sip, I sip, water. we sip. Put your <laughs> hands up on my hips. <laughs> um, that would be a weird way to sip. But mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's uh let's see here. Man, I don't I don't have a uh way to uh segue into this, but I thought this was kind of an interesting uh interesting thing. So okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it out of the way. How shading crops with solar panels can improve farming, lower cost or food costs and reduce emissions. So obviously we are trying to uh reduce emissions and uh make our our agriculture and, uh, well, I guess uh, cattle and, and livestock would fall under agriculture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're trying to make our agriculture a little more efficient. We're trying to reduce emissions and all that stuff. And this group is looking into uh, using solar panels to give, like, uh, a bit of shade to crops because supposedly some crops will actually have a higher yield, if they're like in slightly shaded versus just like, I mean, flowers and stuff up. are like that. Too. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and I thought this was actually an interesting, like opening paragraph. Uh, if you, if you've lived in a home with a trampoline in the backyard, you may have observed the unreasonably tall grass growing under it. I would have been like, yeah, how you get a mower under there? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just the dad in me. So <laughs> this is because many crops, including these grasses, actually grow better when protected from the sun to an extent. Uh, and while the grass under your trampoline grows by itself, researchers in the field of solar photovoltaic technology, I love that word. That's a cool word. Uh, made up solar cells that convert sunlight directly into electricity. Uh, have been working on shading large crop lands with solar panels on purpose. Um, so this is actually called, or using the protected shadows of the solar panels on these crops is called excuse me, agrivoltaic far- farming, and it's happening right here in Canada. Uh, such agrivoltaic farming can help meet Canada's food and energy needs and reduce its fossil fuel reliance and greenhouse gas emissions in the future. I love stuff like this. It's cool. 
that it's 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 like let's build on what we have yeah. and then we can kind of like as we build up we can take off the back end like yeah. reduce coal use reduce gas use and all that stuff i don't think that i think this is a step in the right direction you yeah. know and i think that that would be it'll be really cool to uh see if if they're actually able to uh really have an impact on their like electricity use yeah. or uh or their you know crop yields and stuff every little bit is something exactly yeah. yeah and and that's that's why i'm just like i mean why not try stuff yeah. like this okay what what is the other than the the cost of installing the things it's yeah. like it's not like you know there's well, no other downside yeah, yeah it doesn't seem like it right um, right so our recently published paper uh, that Canada has an enormous agrivoltaic potential as it's a global agricultural powerhouse with Canadian-produced food export goals set at $75 billion by 2025. Wow. Man, I just... Sometimes numbers are thrown around, and I'm just like, I don't like... Okay, for instance, $75 billion. Somebody gave us $75 billion dollars. If we spent a million dollars a day, it would take over three years to spend one billion. One billion. God. Isn't that wild yeah. to think about? Like, yeah. like we throw these numbers around. It's just, it's like such we're not an, thinking about. Yeah. yeah, it's just such an insane number. But yeah. anyway. Uh, many crops grown here, including corn, lettuce, uh, real quick tangent, uh, <laughs> corn, lettuce, potatoes, tomatoes, wheat, and pasture grass have already been proven to increase with ag- uh, agrivoltaics. Uh, studies from all over the world have shown crop yields increase when the uh, crops are partially shaded with solar panels. These yield increases are possible because of the microclimate created underneath the solar panels that conserves water and protects plants from excess sun, wind, hail, and soil erosion. This makes more food per acre and could uh, help bring down food prices. So... I thought this was really cool uh, to just, like, kind of mention. Um, They were talking about this other thing a little bit further down in here. Uh, In Europe, solar panels are put over different types of crops, including fruit trees. Meanwhile, in China, agrivoltaics is used to reverse desertification. Oh, that's, wow. Which is uh, literally using solar panels to to green former deserts. That's cool. I mean, dude, that's some gnarly fucking shit in my that's opinion. That's some playing God shit. It kind of <laughs> is, man. Like, I don't know, man. It's like it's like on the verge of like terraforming, isn't it? A little bit. I would think so, yeah. Or honestly, that might even fall because you're changing a... Yeah. Because it would change it from a desert to a not desert. Yeah. So, I don't know. Huh. Pretty wild, though. Um, so... I, I'm all ears in regards to this, or I guess eyes or whatever need to be uh, drawn to it. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I think it would be really cool to uh, to see some actual like studies in regards to what goes into... Because I, I started thinking about it while I was covering more of it. Yeah. Obviously, there's some kind of uh, resources going into building the solar panels. Right. So you're going to have to take that into consideration. But there's got to be some kind of like yield out there that it's like hey this is this is giving us more food and more electricity yeah Yeah, it's not like crazy but it's more it's got to be like a net positive yeah exactly yeah exactly so 
Anywho, I will get off my uh, nerd soapbox at this point and uh, stop berating you guys with uh, uh, agrivoltaic farming. All right, uh, let's, let's get <laughs> off of that soapbox and get on to this cliff that we're dangling off of. Yes. So Wes sent me the story in this rules. Um, <laughs> a hearse dangling from a cliff was saved by the deceased organ donor that it was carrying. That was my face. Wait, wait okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Which, uh, just the weight of the body being that. Ba- oh, uh-huh. my gosh. <laughs> that is crazy. So when one signs up to be an organ donor, <laughs> it's expected that lives will be saved after the biological parts are removed. But on a snowy mountain pass in Colorado, one such donor saved a life before even arriving on the surgical table, likely saving the life of the hearse driver who was transporting the body. <laughs> Oh so my god. January 29th, this crash is only just now coming to light via CBS News. A mm-hmm. uh, hearse operated by Hubbard and Son Mortuary of Grand Junction, Colorado was carrying the body of an unidentified organ donor eastbound along I-70. The incident took place around 3 a.m. in the midst of a snowstorm. What are you doing, bro? God. Why are you driving a hearse at 3 a.m. in a snowstorm? What? <laughs> The hearse driver told Colorado State Troopers that as he was making the steep climb near the Eisenhower Tunnel, which crosses the Continental Divide at the highest point in the U.S. interstate system, why are you there in a snowstorm at 3 a.m.? No. A red Uh. Dodge Durango driving erratically forced him to switch lanes. Oh, well, I guess they do have to, they obviously have to transport the organs like in a certain amount of time. Oh, right? right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Why are they in a hearse then? Yeah, honestly, there's. I don't know why they didn't like. I got a lot of questions. <laughs> excise the organ and then take yeah. it. Yeah. I don't. Maybe this is. They don't. I don't know if they say what organ it is or if I it matters. Don't, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. No, I. Um. <laughs> so the hearse driver lost control of his vehicle, sending it toward the edge of a sharp drop off. The hearse came to rest with the front half dangling over the precipice. The driver says the car was teetering, but he was able to get out of the car and onto the roadside. He credits the weight of the body in the cargo area with preventing the hearse from nosediving over the cliff. Harold and Maude style. <laughs> Harold and Maude style. Uh, one of the officers responding to the incident can be heard saying on video, that's a lo- lucky motherfucker right there. <laughs> that's not something you typically hear someone say as they walk toward a hearse unless said hearse is precariously balanced on an overhang just short of tumbling into the abyss. <laughs> like it's wow. reenacting the end of the Italian job. <laughs> Who wrote this? Uh, The body cam footage was obtained by CBS News via public records request with the Colorado State Police. One organ donor donor can save up to eight lives. This particular individual can take credit for one more. (laughs) I love it. That is so cool. Dude, that's insane. Did you watch the video? (laughs) No, no, I hadn't. I hadn't. Uh, You're right. Hang on. Watch it. Oh, damn it. I just clicked on the wrong one. Oh, it shows shows some body cam stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, about halfway through it or so. Jeez. Okay, this hearse also looks like it's, I guess hearses don't really look any different now, but it looks like it's from like the 70s. <laughs> All right, Man. Uh, that's Dude, eerie. yeah. Shoo. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Totally like, literally front, it, it is like from Ugh. a movie, the front wheels like hanging off. Yeah. And, like, uh, this will be in the newsletter, which is free at tetherradio.substack.com. Ew, yeah. You can click on it and watch this little video and see this hearse and dangling. So, speaking of having something dangling, <laughs> let's uh, 
Let's what's talk, with these transitions today? Let's, let's talk about this dude landlord. No, no excuse for holding back rent. <laughs> Rules German court. <laughs> uh, I thought that was a pretty good one. That is good. That is good. A German court has said that a landlord sunbathing naked in the courtyard of his building was not a reason for his tenants to reduce their rental payments. <laughs> Everybody just looking for a reason to reduce uh, tenant payments. I'm applying the dick discount. <laughs> the dick discount. I didn't want to see balls when I looked out into the courtyard, but here we are. <laughs> Uh, the case involved a building in an upmarket residential district of Frankfurt, which included an office floor rented by a human resources company. The company withheld rent because it objected, among other things, to the landlord's naked sunbathing. That's even funnier than it being like people living there. It's an <laughs> office. An office. <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they, they kind of bury the lead, but. Um, In response, the landlord sued. The Frankfurt State uh, Court on Wednesday rejected the company's reasoning, or yeah, reasoning, finding that, quote, the usability of the rented property was not impaired by the plaintiff sunning himself naked in the courtyard, end quote. (laughs) It said in a statement that it couldn't see an, quote, inadmissible, deliberately improper effect on the property, end quote. <laughs> Judges were ruling... Your Honor, Your Honor, respectably... You can only you see, see one balls? <laughs> You can only see one testicle. You cannot see them both. The Frank is covered. The beans are not. So. Your Honor, with all due respect, I should not know if my neighbor is circumcised. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that might oh, be that. No. So. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's see here. So judges uh, were ruling on an appeal against a lower court decision that went in the landlord's favor, and the tenant had only limited success overall. They found that the tenant had been entitled to reduce rental payments for three months only because of noisy construction work in the neighborhood. The court said that the spot where the landlord uh, sunbathed could only be seen from the rented office by leaning far out the window. <laughs> so that's why... You want to talk about ant fucking, man. Oh, my God. They're like, dude, unless you get this perfect angle, you are not going to see Daryl's goods. Quit here. trying to look at Daryl's goods. <laughs> Uh, so it also said the tenant failed to prove that he took the stairs to the courtyard unclothed. Uh, quote, on the contrary, the plaintiff stated, uh, stated credibly that he always wore a bathrobe, which he only took off just before the sun lounger. What? <laughs> I just love, I love that this is what the news covers. This is fantastic. Days. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it actually was not, uh, it was not upheld. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I guess if you can find, like, two bushes to get between and you want to sunbathe in, in the nude, you can do it at your apartment complex. There, you just, there uh, are jokes <laughs> to be made about the two bushes. <laughs> <laughs> there are, but they're escaping me at the moment. So, <laughs> so I saw this story this morning mm-hmm. and I had to throw it on here. All right. Were you done? I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, okay. I, yeah, I'm, I'm completely done. <laughs> So, (laughs) I'm going to skip the headline and just get into it, but it's my last link on there. Okay. There's something undeniably magical about a creative proposal plan. Dropping to one knee during the song Love Story while at the Taylor Swift Eras Tour? Love to see it. (laughs) I I, I saw a TikTok of that. It was really cute. Attaching an engagement ring to your golden retriever? I'm dying from the cuteness. (laughs) 
But depending on what the proposer's idea of creative really is, an imaginative proposal has the potential to go very, very wrong. Jeez. For example, the internet blew up a little this week after Redditor Cautious-Rabbit- What a weird name. Yeah. Uh, her story about her boyfriend's kidnapping-themed proposal went viral. I, this... <laughs> Was this an Am I the Asshole? Huh? Was, was this post Am oh, I, I... Oh, I don't think so. Oh, no, so. It's, it's true off my chest. Oh, okay. A week ago, my boyfriend told me he had a camping trip planned with his friends on Friday, she wrote in the post. He said he would have no service and that he'd see me on Sunday. He messaged me at 5 a.m. this morning and told me they're hitting the road. Around 8, I went for a run like you usually do on Fridays. I have one headphone in while I do because I'm on a work call. What? <laughs> What? God. While I was running, I noticed an SUV that kept popping up. In hindsight, it looked just like my boyfriend's childhood friend's car. I sent a message to my sister saying to stand by, and I shared my location. Right after sending the message, I looked up, and the SUV was right beside me, and someone jumped out and grabbed me. It happened so fast, I even dropped my phone on the pavement. I was pulled into this car, and I could tell there were at least two masked guys in the back before they covered my eyes. The story just gets worse from here on out. This is, by the way, just in case anybody was uh, wondering if this should be uh, replayed uh, to propose to somebody. No, absolutely not. No. I, I would burn you alive. Like, right? I, what? This sounds like the worst idea ever. It sounds like some shit from a movie, and then the girl stays with them, and you're yelling at the movie, being yeah. like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Why would you say yes? Yes. The story just gets worse from here on out. She details that the two men were holding her arms and legs down in the car, laughing as she screamed, kicked, and cried. She even reveals that she peed herself from the fear that she experienced. After an unknown oh. amount of time, they arrived at a house. When the mask on my head was removed, I was on my knees in front of my boyfriend of two years. He was staring at me with a confused look before he started to angrily ask his friends what was going on. The woman recounts breaking down in panic all over again after realizing what was happening and then going upstairs alone to gather her thoughts. I can't stop thinking about what happened. And even though I know now that I was never in any danger, I don't think my brain can comprehend it. They were snickering and teasing me in deepened voices about what they were going to do to me. What? What? The one that was holding my legs down kept caressing my thighs up and down to the inner area. When the car would break, his face kept falling into my chest. I don't even know who that was. I just know one of them sounded unsure and kept trying to defuse the situation, but I think it was the driver. What? This is, I mean, dude, this is like... Yeah. Uh, hmm. uh, she then provided a couple updates a few days after the original posting. I'm working with police right now. Good. Good for her. This is going to be investigated as a false imprisonment if I press charges. My sense of time was so warped. From where I was picked up to his house was about seven or ten minutes in the car. It felt way longer than that. As for the friends, the driver was his childhood best friend who I actually get along with well. He was in tears when he voluntarily arrived at the police station for a statement. The other two were friends from his athletics class that he started attending a few months ago. It seems like the two guys I didn't know wanted in on what otherwise was supposed to be something more innocent. The original plan was to then pop out of this car in their funny kidnapping attire and hand me a letter explaining that I was being summoned by my boyfriend and resistance is futile. Seems like that sounds like a lot better plan. Way different. <laughs> Seems like the plan changed as the two new friends wanted to shake me up a bit more and make it feel more real. If Ugh. you're wondering where she currently stands with her boyfriend, here's her update on that front. 
I've had time to calm down and long talks with my sister. We're going to meet up with my ex, question mark, boyfriend for dinner tonight. He has been respectful of my request for space, but he has been emotional whenever he thinks about what I went through this morning. God, this is all still the same day that she's posting all this. Uh, his best friend contacted me repeatedly, apologizing for allowing it to get that far, but I asked him to stop. I asked for him to stop, and he did. The best friend's fiance reached out too and has been supportive and apologetic too. Unsurprisingly, the store made it to Twitter. <laughs> uh, and then people are just like, why are people like this? <laughs> um this is no joke most people who are kidnapped or assaulted are done so by people they know this is assault press charges against these shitty quote friends of his well so i'm i'm failing to understand because this sounds like i don't they think just it's the boyfriend's the, fault yeah like I, mean, I, I, I if if what he said his plan was was like yeah joking and yes. a letter being yes. like resistance is futile yeah totally it seemed, different vibe well it also seems that seems like a little bit more in line with what, you know. Yeah. It does I don't understand the kidnapping thing like No. Like I I understand like showing up and like whatever and it's like not like you I understand know that it's taking a joke, somebody. Yeah, and, and it's they're like, like oh, get in the we're car take- with us. Yeah. There's no sense in resisting. Yeah. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah. Way different vibe than this. Oh no. The, the wow. what what occurred is insane. That's awful. Okay, I feel bad for the boyfriend though cuz I I I from what she said it yeah, sounds it like he had a totally like different it. plan. Yeah. Damn. Golly, dude. Also, just proposing doesn't have to be this sort of no. thing. Just can it just, just be ask. Just the yeah. two of you. Just ask. <sighs> if oh someone God. proposed to me like publicly, yeah. First off, they're crazy thinking that I would say yes to anybody that knew me so little that they proposed publicly. I totally uh, proposed to Megan publicly. See, but y'all are different. <laughs> yeah, it's true. She knew that. <laughs> honestly, she knew that I was going. How'd you to do, do it? it? What'd you do? I met her at the airport. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I have heard it was, the story. It was tropey. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, and it was uh, it was kind of funny because I uh, I told her I was like, hey, uh, wear something like not kind of nice, like a decent dress or I remember whatever. You telling me that, and she was like, fuck you, like she was like, I'll do it, but like whatever, <laughs> you know, because she was coming back from a business trip, and I was I was informed by all the other women that we were going to a, uh, we were going to an uh, uh, engagement party right after. Mm -hmm. And I was uh, informed by all them. They were like, tell her to wear something like semi nice. She's not going to want to come here in like sweats and stuff that you would normally wear on a plane. Yeah. Kind of thing. And so I asked that and she's just like all pissed that I like ask her to wear something halfway nice. (laughs) And I was like, yep. Sorry. That's funny. <laughs> but anyway. Um but no, I completely agree. And especially assuming that it's like not knowing that information and and making it public. Yeah. So that you think that that's going to sway them or yeah. something. That's fucked. That's like I've been binging so, Love is Blind and yeah. somebody proposed oh, somebody proposed the other day. Yeah. And the girl said no. Yeah. And I was like, "Come on, dude." Like who proposes when you're not pretty sure it's a yes? Yeah. yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Seriously. What is this? A weird rom com? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's so strange. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Um, all right. Let's see here. Uh, let me talk to you about uh, what our exit strategy might be. 
<laughs> from the podcast. I hope it's crab. It is. <laughs> Thief accused of posing as Safeway employee to steal over $700,000 in crab. I think I heard about this. This is like kind of wild because I, I just don't. I don't understand how there's not, like, some kind of checks and stuff that it's, like, before I'm going to, like, send this insane amount of crab to you, <laughs> I w- <laughs> Yeah, I know. Also, I feel like $700,000 of crab, easier to transport than $700,000 of dimes. It's true. It's true. A lot of $700,000 lately uh, on the was podcast. Was it $700,000? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> So, uh, authorities said they've arrested a suspected thief accused of posing as a Safeway employee to steal hundreds of thousands in crab from a Stanwood area storage facility. Uh, Quote, this was not a one-time thing. This was an ongoing conspiracy that involves multi-states, multi-states, multiple states, and multiple uh, jurisdictions and a lot of money, said Robert Bring the hammer down, hammer. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, the special agent, I totally added that middle uh. part. <laughs> special agent in charge of overseeing Homeland Security investigations, operations in the Pacific Northwest. David Subel, I guess. Not uh, as catchy of a name. No. <laughs> um, was uh, arrested for allegedly stealing and transporting more than $700,000 worth of king and snow crab, according to a criminal complaint filed February 11, or February 18th in the U.S. District Court for the uh, Western District of Washington. Authorities said Subel made several pickups of crab from North Star Cold Storage in Stanwood, which uh, stores and ships products for other companies under the guise of a Safeway employee. I just, like, this doesn't make sense. Like, there's no, like, thing that it's like, oh, Bob was supposed to pick up the crabs today, and it's like, oh, well, this guy Subal is or whatever. No, or, uh, it's me, Bob Boberson. It's, it's me, it's me, David Davidson. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Subal is accused of operating fake email accounts. Google. So, I'm telling you, our our parents' generation are they're just looking to be scammed because you yeah. know those are the same people that are like they were like oh well I mean it, he said that he was an Arabian prince like and he needed crabs seems they, legit they didn't have a lot of he uh, needed crab he needed crab <laughs> um so. Uh, yeah, so he used the email accounts to message the owner of San Francisco-based Arctic Foods, convincing him to authorize two separate shipments of $432,000 and $296,388 in crab. Like, once again, you're going to send this amount of, like, product to someone and you're not going to, like, double-check this? Like, I understand that like, they're imagine, probably dealing with, like, Can, can millions, you imagine but, them being like... Oh, it was going to steal crab. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> yeah. And that's the conversation that probably was had. Uh, and by the way, I don't know what this means, but the first order contained 300 cases of six slash nine count. So is it like six to nine? Uh, I wonder if that's how they measure shrimp, where it's like 
like however many per pound. You oh, know what I mean? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because yeah, so I can't gonna make get, that make sense. Yeah, you're going to get somewhere between six and nine crab legs or something per pound. Maybe. Is that kind of what you're saying? Hold on. Let's look at the king crab sizing guide. Ooh. Um... Roll, legs roll labeled, that beautiful crab footage. Legs labeled six slash nine are of a size that takes six to nine legs to make up a 10 pound box. Ah, 10 pound. Got it. This is a really satisfying picture of sizes of crab Ooh, legs. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. That makes sense. Learn something new every day. That's crazy. Throw that in the newsletter. That is, that's actually really cool. It is. Hmm, okay. So uh, the second order contained uh, 360 cases of king crab legs and claws, 40 cases of opilio, uh, I guess opilio snow crab, and 240 cases of 6'9", nice, Uh, (laughs) count the red king crab legs and claws. After the second order was picked up, the owner realized that he overcharged. So this is the best part. The owner realized he overcharged Subal and tried calling him back to let him know of the error, but did not get a hold of him, according to the criminal complaint. After reaching out to Safeway, the owner learned that Subal did not work for the company. <laughs> so he was trying to refund money. What? <laughs> or I'm sorry, not, not refund money, but like give him a lower invoice. Uh, quote, both the distributor in San Francisco and the business here in Washington, uh, Stanwood, discovered that they were being defrauded, essentially, uh, said Nick Brown, the U.S. attorney for Western Washington. Uh, quote, they were getting orders for seafood. They would try to call to verify certain portions of the transaction, and none of the phone numbers were working. <laughs> um, excuse me. Uh, Subal picked up two shipments of crab on January 18th and 20th using a fake alias and a fake trucking company. Both shipments took fewer than two hours. Investigators later confirmed that rental information showed that the trucks were rented by Subal. So then they they went over uh, on February 1st. Investigators discovered that a Florida seafood company was selling crab that appeared to be from Arctic Foods and was priced below market value. Photos showed the lot numbers. Have you ever had people pull up to your house trying to sell you steaks out of their van? Uh, Dude, I don't buy truck steak. No! (laughs) Who does? No. uh, I'll tell you. You want to know who? Your parents? My dad. No! My dad. (laughs) They got pretty good meat, honestly, I'm going to say. Pretty good deal. A $4.99 brisket. Come on (laughs) I felt bad for him. He said he had to sell so much today, and his day was about over and he hadn't made it. <laughs> they always say that, Dad. <laughs> that was amazing. That's how they get you. <laughs> that was that was. He caught me a real good deal, so hey. he could try to get some steaks off that truck. Yeah, he said. He, he said, you know, normally, normally, Mister, I, I normally only uh, sell about eight eight ribeyes per person, but I, I'll make you a deal today. <laughs> I like the cut of your gym. <laughs> oh, oh wow, well, dude. I wonder uh, if that's a thing places other than here. Like, I wonder, can you picture them doing that at, like, New York State? Or, like, Chicago? Probably just because they have more, like, butchers and stuff available. So that I would... That they and, do and they, have truck steaks or they don't? I would think that they probably actually no that no I would think like Mexico <laughs> a good butcher ain't selling truck steaks yeah. 
much. So I decided. Uh, truck steaks is the episode truck title. Truck steak or truck meat. One of the two. Truck meat might just. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll workshop it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, so. Okay, but wait. Yes. I might be swayed if somebody had truck seafood. That's a good point. Like if somebody rolled up and they were like, I got the big scallops. Yeah. I'll like, tell you, uh, mm-hmm. I'll tell you where you need to go for scallops. Whole Foods. Costco. Yeah? Dude, their their meat department. Did you go back is, and get those chips? I didn't. I know. <sighs> Grillo's pickles that I am obsessed with. <laughs> and I just disappointed the shit out of Allie. They sell chips, and my coworker said they are so good. Wait, have you had them? I've not had them. You've not had them. Damn it. Okay. I might have to get them because honestly, but I'm devoted to Grillos. Yeah. So well, I I was walking through this uh, through Costco and I saw him and I was like Grillos. Why does that name sound? Because I won't Allie. shut up about yeah, them. Allie was talking about it. I'm so. about to go to Whole Foods and get some more of those ranch pickles today. Uh, yeah. Hell mm. yeah. Hell yeah. Um. All right. So let's see here. So they found out that he was uh, reselling it under uh, market value. The company's owner told investigators he paid Global Supply PMP, which is registered to Subal, $144,750 for the king crab. Um, so, yeah, so he's uh, he's basically uh, going to be responsible for, I guess, like paying it back, and he's probably going to get some some jail time. So <laughs> Poor dude. Yeah, he's just trying to spread the love of uh, delicious seafood. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! All right, man, uh, that's all I got for uh, the the high uh, high jinks of uh, fucking crab crabbing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else did I have? I can keep going with meat. If you'd like me to. Let me tell because I I floated the crash at Crush for like three weeks now, and I want to cover that. So, uh, (laughs) the second link is better, the Uh wacohistory.org. Don't I have some fucking notes on this? Yeah. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote these notes up like three weeks ago. Well, just highlighted like I do. Gotcha. Uh, One of the most infamous publicity stunts of all time, the crash at Crush. What a fucking metal name. Oh, I've you heard know this? of this. I've heard of this. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Do you know of it much? No, no, no I've, okay. I've just heard. I've okay. literally just heard of it. You've probably just seen it on the spreadsheet for three or four weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> that might be it. That might be why I've heard of it. <laughs> uh, it took place about three miles south of West, the city West, Texas. Oh, that's fun. I know. Featuring two locomotives of the Missouri, Kansas, Texas Railroad Company, known as MKT or KD. Is that where the name Katie, like the city Katie in Texas comes from? Oh, I don't know. Probably. I bet you're right. Is um, it spelled like that? Yeah. Huh, I bet you're right. Uh, they intentionally set on a head-on collision course on September 15th, 1896. So this is history for sure. I mean, dude, this is like one of those situations that it's like, yeah, I came, I came for the train wreck. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't know, but like this... The very last sentence of this says, staged locomotive collisions became an element of mass public amusement on into the 20th century. I mean, everybody loves shit getting destroyed. Sure. It's like it's like people show up to watch a, a building get demolished. Yeah, you that's, know? True. I mean, that's like, true. 
This is is awesome, though. This event drew more than 40,000 spectators to a national amphitheater formed in a shallow valley with hills rising on three sides. It's made to be. Made to be that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, KD passenger agent William George Crush, for whom the event's site was named, had proposed the spectacle as a way to sell $2 per round-trip tickets from anywhere in the state. That's Texas is big, so that's cool. A special four-mile track was laid for the collision run, and telegraph offices erected and... And water wells were drilled. Okay, that was, yeah. <laughs> Threw me off. Yeah. Uh, workmen also constructed a Tell grandstand. Tell me more about your erection. <laughs> Did it last longer than four uh, hours? You should see a doctor about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> workmen also constructed a grandstand for officials and speaker stands, a platform for reporters, and a bandstand. Hell yeah. They even had an eatery set up in a, a tent, and a carnival midway sprang up. Uh, some 300 special policemen were brought in to keep order. Dude, this is awesome. This is I mean, they thing. made a fucking thing yeah, of it. Yeah. Uh, fans were put on a hill at least 200 yards away for what the news was calling a perfect view of the destruction. <laughs> uh, journalists were allowed within 100 yards of the track. Damn, within 100 yards. That's Yeah. I mean, that's still pretty far, I yeah. guess. The two engines, one was green and one was red, each was pulling six cars covered with gaudy advertising. <laughs> that would just be normal ads now. Right. Uh, they sl- covered in pop-ups. <laughs> <laughs> they slowly met at the point of collision to be photographed. So, like, before the collision, they yeah. go up nose-to-nose yeah. to, like, take pictures. Gotcha. And then the trains backed slowly up the low hills to their starting points. They started their run, and the two train crews abandoned their posts and jumped from the train. Good. Oh. Good! <laughs> no, because that's so, like, fucking odd. Just having dudes, like, bail this off. This is a Looney like, Tunes cartoon if I've ever... completely, yeah. Uh, at impact, <laughs> estimated to be 50 miles an hour for each engine, the smashing wow. of metal and splintering of timber filled the air just as the dust from all of that started to settle both boilers <laughs> exploded simultaneously and the air was filled with flying metal missiles varying in size from a postage stamp to half of a driving wheel oh oh my god two people died and at least six other people were seriously injured by fl- flying debris um <sighs> one guy uh was killed instantly uh a Photojournalist lost an eye. A Confederate veteran who was present for the crash told the newspapers that the scene was like a civil war battle with people falling all around him. Wow. While the railway moved in quickly to remove the larger wreckage, souvenir hunters swarmed over the site, carrying off most of the remains despite burning their hands on the shrapnel. Ah. that'd be me i'd be like i want to take a shiny thing home (laughs) yeah right um impresario crush a disciple of pt barnum was quote fired the evening impresario crush they just uh, like they're just calling him that oh like his name was like william or something oh okay wait did i miss that wait yeah second paragraph oh william george crush (laughs) gee wait so i think impresario is just a title Oh, okay. I was like, what the... I have pretty no cool idea. first yeah, name. I have no, I'm looking it up. Uh, so he was fired the evening of the crash, but then rehired the following day. Uh. Rumor even had it that he got a bonus for all the attention he brought to the railroad, which curiously saw a surge in business afterwards. I can't imagine. God. So a uh, person who organizes and often finances concerts, plays operas, or oh, okay. uh, train crashing events. Okay. So. 
Um, he worked for the company for 57 years until his retirement. Despite the catastrophe of the crash at Crush, the Katy Railroad Company prospered into the first half of the 20th century. And then staged wow. collisions became an element. That's cool. That is super cool, dude. Yeah. Even though that's uh, obviously pretty terrible. That like, sure. I don't understand. I'm surprised like, there were only launched? two deaths. Well, but there. So they were two two hundred yards away from this thing. Like that's some pretty fucking far like debris. It's an explosion, dude. Well, true. Of two trains. <laughs> God. <laughs> I just love that, like, back then, it was just like, let's see what happens. Man. But physics, what the fuck's that? <laughs> like, We're going to jump off. We'll probably be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what I wonder how far back the, uh, hmm. the, the like, guys jumped off. I would have jumped, and then I would have run. Oh, absolutely. The opposite direction. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like away. From whence the, the, uh, the trade from came. From whence. Yeah. Oh shit! Ooh, All right, uh, let's see. I got. I have one more uh, thing because I. I've, this is like actually getting some some legs, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, the the printing of meats, and I'm not sure if I'm on board quite yet. I don't know about so, that. I say I say cover this and we'll wrap it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Stakeholder Foods uh, 3D bioprints the, quote, world's first. Hilarious that stakeholder is spelled the way it is. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> Sorry, it's spelled like a meat steak. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, I love a meat steak. A meat steak. <laughs> <laughs> well, instead of like a steak in a company, right? <laughs> I know. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so anyways, they... Um, they 3D bioprinted the first whole filet cultivated fish. Uh, 3D printed cultivated meat company, Stakeholder Foods, formerly Meatech 3D. Oh, Meat Tech. Got it. Yeah. Meat Tech. Got yeah. it. Tech. <laughs> it looks like uh, Mia Culpa. It does. So. It totally does. <clears throat> that was weird inflection that I just. It totally does. <laughs> okay, Mario. <laughs> it's a meat, Daniel. It's a meat. It's a meat. <laughs> 3D printed. <laughs> uh, so they've announced their, uh, their world's first 3D bioprinted cultivated fish product. The recently developed prototype was a ready-to-cook grouper fillet printed with customized bio-inks utilizing grouper cells provided by Umami Meats. So basically what these guys do is they take... Uh, they take cells from a real piece of grouper and then they grow them in a lab and and use those to feed a 3d printer that can squirt that out which is the best way that i could put it yeah um and create the same texture and like uh flavor and all that so it's it is it's grouper in uh quotation marks yeah but it's like it's like literally if you grew a vat of grouper and then pressed it into a mold to look like a filet. Margaret Atwood has this <laughs> trilogy of books yeah. called the Mad Adam series. Yeah. And the first book is Oryx and Crake, and I love it, and I it's maybe my all-time favorite book. Really? And they, like, bioengineer some food, 
and they call them all things like chicky nugs and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. all I'm picturing is this is grouper, but it's spelled like G R O O P R. Yeah, yeah. With like a trademark after yeah. it. So I'm like, yeah, this is grouper. <laughs> so so they say uh, umami meats and stakeholder foods work to develop a uh, scalable process for producing uh, structured cultivated fish products using stakeholder foods, proprietary 3D bioprinting technology, and customized bio inks. Uh, this 3D fish printing represents a successful and meaningful milestone in their partnership. Um, I covered something, I believe, on the podcast uh, probably a couple months ago or something like that, that people were, they were 3D printing steaks. Uh-huh. And so you could literally customize the fat content. So you pretty much could create like, what is it, Wagyu? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, Wagyu beef. 3D printed yeah. kind of thing. So, I, I mean, I I don't know, like, <laughs> how do you feel about this? I don't those? know. It feels... It feels wrong. It feels personally. dystopian. It feels it Atwood-esque. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. How it's, many more years until, like, we're all just, like, sucking down a jug of, like, Soylent Green? Man, a lot it's of people beautiful. already are. Sorry. <laughs> um, so... Let's see here. Uh, at a, quote, grouper fish chef's table, Israeli and Singaporean-style signature fish dishes prepared by the company's chef, Moran Leader, uh, were available for tasting. Besides Mihir Prashad, CEO of Umami Meats, and other personalities, Israeli's Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, visited Stakeholders Foods Laboratory where he witnessed the process of 3D printing and sampled the cultivated fish. Would you eat it? Would you eat it? Yes, I think I would. Would you buy it? See, that's my thing is, is like, it's kind of like the, all this like impossible burgers and stuff. Yeah. I would like to try it yeah. to see if it tastes good. Sure. But I mean, like more and more stuff is coming out. Uh, in, in regards to the impossible meats and stuff, that it's like, it's no better for you. Yeah. It, the process of making it, it really doesn't cut down, like, you know, emissions and stuff. Right. Instead of, like, and I'm obviously oversimplifying it, instead of, like, methane from a cow or something like that, you're having, like, diesel exhaust from, like, whatever these factories that are having to process all this stuff. Yeah. You know? And I'm... Whatever, I'm I'm just throwing out different okay. types of pollution. That <laughs> reminds me of a billboard that I saw yesterday yeah. that I was like, what? That said, it had an egg, just a normal chicken egg. And yeah. it said, better to eat it than let it go to waste. Like if something like, uh-huh. wasting this wastes 55 gallons of water. And I was like, huh? So I just Googled that and mm-hmm. it said, it takes 636 gallons of water to produce a dozen eggs. So every egg requires an average of 53 gallons of water to produce. Chickens eat a water intensive grain feed and then water for drinking and irrigation. And I'm like, I, I never thought about that. Well, but I also kind of have a hard time believing that just because like, okay, so if there, a, a chicken is not consuming 55 gallons of water a day, but they're producing eggs every day. So how would that translate? I mean, it also factors in how much water it takes for their feed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That, okay. That makes a lot more it's sense. It's weird though. Like yeah. stuff yeah. like that. And, and seeing like 
there's a lot of companies that are more conscious about how they make jeans because making denim is like really water consuming. Oh, really? What so, is denim? What is denim? It's a kind of cotton. Oh my God. I need icy. Kind of I think ICP needs to put out a new song called, what are jeans? <laughs> uh, it's a sturdy cotton twill fabric. Hmm. But yeah, like I think I think it's very it's weird the amount of water that stuff takes. To, oh, d- yeah. yeah. Uh, something else that I I heard uh, almonds mm-hmm. apparently take like an insane amount of water supposedly. I think I've heard that. Um, um, but anyway, so uh, let's see. We are delighted to have produced the world's first whole uh, fillet cultivated fish in partnership with Stakeholder Foods. In this first tasting, we showcased a cultivated product that flakes, tastes, and melts in your mouth exactly like excellent fish should. In the coming months, we intend to uh, announce our plans for bringing this world-class cultivated fish to the market, commented uh, Mihir Prashad, uh, CEO of Umami Meats. The Um, fish in that picture directly below what you just read looks great. Yeah, it does look really good. Yeah. uh, See, this this is my thing, though. I cannot stand undercooked fish. And like, yeah. so I always overcook my fish. Like inevitably I overcook it. I'm just not a good fish per, like consumer. I'm, I'm hearing that quote from the like, you straight to jail. You undercook fish, straight to jail. You <laughs> yeah. overcook chicken, jail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what jail. is that? That's the guy from Portlandia. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, oh my God. Fred Armisen. Fred, Fred Armisen. Armisen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, straight to jail, straight to jail. I love it, man. Um, but no, so I, I would probably, I would probably be down to, to eat this or to try this. This is, this is the question that I'm like, I would, I would love to see a breakdown to create this meat. It obviously takes certain resources. Yeah. And I would think that if you know if you're not having to keep an animal alive and you're just culturing cells, kind of thing, then it probably would have reduced, you know, uh, resources, resource demand, kind of thing. Yeah. But but I don't know, and I would love to know have a comparison and like a nutritional comparison and just like a real breakdown as to like why is this the future? Yeah. You know, because I think that for a lot of people, this is going to be a hard sell. Yeah. You know, or at least if they've got the insight of actually how this is created versus. And the other thing is, is like, it's kind of like the, um, the dairy industry was fighting all of these, uh, nut milks, uh, (laughs) I I couldn't say that with a straight face, dude. Uh, (laughs) but we will never not be 12 year old boys. Of course. Of course. Uh, but uh, all of these, all of these, like whatever milks made from nuts. How yeah, about yeah. that? Mm. Um, <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Um, God. Just one nut, though, right? Just, if you just ask Larry, just one. Just one. Just one. Just one, just one. That that milk produced a nut. Oh my god! Uh, but. They, the dairy industry was fighting that they should not be able to call that milk. Yeah, and I, I kind of understand because. In all actuality, name a di- name a milk that that like prior to like whatever I mean like goat's milk, right? Cow milk, blah blah blah. Is the definition of milk is that it's like from a mammal, right? 
I don't know. And the, well, so the only reason I would say that is because it's it's used. Milk is used for uh, whatever, like bringing up. Uh, uh, yeah, progeny. the definition says secreted by female mammals for the nourishment of their young. Yeah, an opaque white fluid rich in <laughs> fat and protein. I got, I got no. your opaque white fluid hanging. <laughs> No, but so, so <laughs> oh god! Uh, <laughs> 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 all right, we gotta roll. We got all right, all right, all right. Um, anywho, uh, but I thought that that was really interesting, and I wonder if they're not going the the meat industry is not going to uh, kind of take up that same battle that it's like. Well, you can't really call this meat because, or right. whatever, a certain cut of meat, or you know, it's it's kind of like honestly taking the podcast full circle back to champagne. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? That it's yeah. like, well, can we call it that yeah. if if it's not created in the same manner? So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens, and I I will definitely uh, if. If they had this and something that came from like a normal uh, grouper or whatever, um, I would do a taste uh, or a side by side like comparison, see if, see if you know if it tastes any different. So, um, anywho, yeah, that's that's all I got for that one. Uh, I just found a really cool story <laughs> that I'll throw in the newsletter <laughs> yeah. about uh, about calling things milks that are not from mammals. Okay, and it says that. Uh, the use of plant milk is like 600 years old when it comes to like the terminology. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, literally there is a milk plant, right? Like milkweed, I think, right? Yeah. Milk or yeah. Yeah. But I mean, this, this is talking about soy, almond, coconut, oat, stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, that is cool. That's super cool. Uh, I totally was just like trying to figure out what the hell I named our social media like list yeah. stuff, and I was like, I have no idea, and it's not on like recent tabs or whatever. So, <laughs> anywho, I have found it, so I'm gonna do that uh, dance and jig. Um, First of all, thank you guys for joining us for episode 249 of the Tether Radio Podcast. Let us know what you guys thought about this one and any of the other ones. Uh, You can send all that to tetherradio at gmail.com. That's T-E-T-H-E-R-R-A-D-I-O at gmail.com. We are on uh, the Twitter sphere, uh, and we do not have a blue check mark, <laughs> and, and we wear that as a badge of honor. So. It's mostly that we are cheap. <laughs> it's true. It's too true. Too true. But once uh, once Larry hits us with all those uh, those gains from the uh, the merch store, then yeah. we'll, we'll we'll get a Twitter blue. No, I'm just kidding. We'll never own a Twitter blue account. <laughs> no. Uh, so at tether underscore radio and at tether underscore radio, same handle. Twitter and Instagram. We've got our Tether Radio After Dark Facebook group. It is a meme war zone in there. Uh, don't li- don't go in there without a, a solid helmet uh, or a tinfoil hat, depending <laughs> on how you uh, how you want to dance. So, um, anywho, we've got Read with Tether. We just covered Ice Planet Barbarians. Don't judge us. Uh, we had a fun time. It was very fun, actually. I'm gonna out Trey here and say that when we were done with book club, he was like. 
What the fuck? That was so fun. I'm mad about it. Dude! <laughs> no, I'm telling you, it is laid back. It is fun. Like, if you read some of it, half of it, all of it, doesn't matter. We just love to, uh, we love to have a common interest and everybody join together and just shoot the shit about some stuff. Yup. Life and living, man, and some books in there. <laughs> but, uh, we also have the Tether Radio newsletter. Um, that is uh, the thing that Allie puts together with all of our show notes. It is awesome. It, it goes out on Mondays with the full episode. Uh, you can sign up for that at tetherradio.substack.com. Definitely check it out this week because you'll want to uh, see some of these train uh, photos and yeah. stuff. You can uh, see the, uh, what, Crash at Katie or what was it called? Crash at Crush. Crash at Crush. That's what it was. So, uh, so yeah, that's tetherradio.substack.com. Uh, we also have our Tether Radio Untethered. Uh, those are normally, uh, those are always Wednesday episodes, but uh, we will not have one this week just because we had some time constraints and stuff. Um, so, yeah, that comes out on Wednesday. We've got our Tether Merch store, tinyurl.com slash tethermerch. We currently have uh, T-shirts, tank tops, hats yep right now yep. so um if you guys want to see some other stuff in there uh just let us know because we are not opposed to trying to put some other offerings in there uh we just want to get the name out man we're trying to uh, price everything like pretty bare bones um just because i feel like the best way to grow a podcast is word of mouth yep so and just uh Hopefully somebody will ask you about that fucking sweet ass merch that you're uh, you're sporting. <laughs> so uh, I think that's about all I've got. You got anything to add? I think that's everything. All right. Well, uh, this has been episode 249 of the Tether Radio podcast. I'm Daniel. I'm Allie. And we thank you guys for spending right around an hour and a half with us. Uh, we'll have Larry back next week, and uh, we will make sure that he self-flagellates on the uh, podcast. And next so. week is 250. It is. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. It, it is 250. We're trying to put together a little bit of a special something. It's probably just going to be all over the fucking place. Yep. yep. But, uh, but hey, you know what? If you expect any uh, different and after tuning in for 249 episodes, hey, you know what? This leopard don't change its spots. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, we hope you guys uh, join us for 250, though, to just bring in a quarter of a thousand, man. That man. will be neat. Wild. So. So anyway, we hope you guys have a fantastic week. Be sure to check out the next full episode uh, following Monday. And until then, take it easy, friendos. Bye.